But no, she still had that inner beauty, Tamim Mashem, that she was never worried, nothing stared her. Wherever you get your podcasts from, or our own website, prismoftorah.com. This is The Prism of Torah with Rabbi Saf Aaron Prisman. Shalom Avracha. In this week's parasha, Parashas Chai Sarah, we know the famous pasuk that tells us about Sarah Menu, how long she lived. And it says that Sarah's lifetime was 100 years and 20 years and 7 years, the years of Sarah's life. So it seems to be very redundant. And indeed, Rashi brings the famous Midrash that explains why it was written like that. It says... It's to teach you that the word years was written after each category to make sure you understand that when she was 100, it's as if she was 20, that she didn't reach an age where she really did any sins. And when she was 20, she was as she, her beauty in the age of 20 was as if she was a seven-year-old. Question number one, everyone knows that a 20-year-old reaches more of the peak of beauty as opposed to a 7-year-old. So why is Rashi bringing down this Midrash that says, when she was 20 years old, it's as if she was 7 from the perspective of beauty. And the bigger question that I want to deal with is the next Rashi says the following, the redundancy of these were the years of ha- of Sarah. What does that mean? At the beginning of the Pasuk it says, Vayuchaisa, and these are the years of Sarah's life, 127, and then it says, the years of Sarah's life. Rashi says, Kulan they were all equally good. What, what does that really mean? Equally good? That begs explanation. If we go a little bit into the detailed lifetime of Sarah Imenu, it is far from being good. It's fair to call it painful. It's fair to call it bitter. But equally good? She went through so many troubled times. All the Nisyonis that Avram Avinu went through that he had to leave the country suddenly. Of course, the Midrash tells us that Avram had to convince her, it's for your best, come with me. Meaning it wasn't such an easy, abrupt change for her to go through. What about the fact she was taken to, to be together with the king at the time when they were in Egypt, Paro and Avimelech, and then she, she didn't have kids for so long, and then she had to see Ishmael that was doing that she didn't want her son to be with him and to learn from him and Hagar put her down all the time. And the Midrash says that even before as she passed away, which is in our parsha, it was done through pain. That's what Pirkei Rabbi says in the Midrash Tanchuma. And Rachaim goes to the extreme to explain that it is the actual tzal, the sorrow, the pain that she went through thinking that her own son was going to be taken away, was going to be shechted, because that was the Nisayan of Ramavinu, to see if he's going to shecht his own son to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So before she even realized that it wasn't done at the end, but she heard that it gave her such a fright, and from that pain, says Zohar that she actually passed away. And he says that that's actually hinted in the words, Vayu Vayu, we know from the Gemara and Megillah, that it's days of, sorrow of tzah, of pain. So to answer the last question first, the question really doesn't begin because there's a mistake. There's a big assumption over here in the question that's a mistake and that is the definition of good. We assume in Lashon HaKodesh the definition of good is when we're having a sweet time, everything feels amazing, we feel like smiling all the time, we're so happy. That's incorrect. The definition of good, as is brought down in Sfono in many places, is when something fulfills its purpose. That is what's good. You see that in Bereshis, Perik Aleph Pasuk Dalet, the spawn over there, Vayar Elohim Esaor Kitoiv. After Hashem created each thing, it says it was good because He saw that it's fulfilling its purpose, and hence it's deserved. It's des- it is deserved to be called Toiv. 
Therefore also, Kadesh Buhu saw that it wasn't the Adam, when he was created, he wasn't fulfilling his purpose properly when he was on his own. And he needed to have Toiv, same idea over there, this Forno says, and therefore he needed a wife, he needed Chava. explains this, that Toiv is when something is fulfilling its potential, its purpose. And hence, he gives an example, when you build a house, but you don't dwell in the house, you don't live in the house, it's not good. Because it's not fulfilling its purpose. If a horse, instead of having the ability to carry people, all it can do is bark and scare people, it might be a good dog, because that's how a dog fulfills its purpose, but it's not a good horse. And hence, by definition, toiv means when something fulfills its purpose to its fullest. Sfono in Pirke Avois, when he explains what Lev toiv is, he says, that the kavana of a person should always be to to seek out, to see how he can bring more honor to Hashem, more for Shemayim, because that's his purpose. That will also help us in understanding why David HaMelech, despite the fact he went through so many Nisyonos, and so similar to Salaimenu, he was being ran after by his own son, by Shaul HaMelech. He had many Nisyonos, and there was a lot of pain and bitter times that he had to go through. And yet, in his Tehillim, he says, the only thing that's good, the only thing I care about, to get close to Hashem, because that is the purpose of life. To go up and climb the ladder of spirituality and go closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And hence, it's not only despite, but it's thanks to the fact she didn't always have the best and easy times, but she had bitter times and nisyonist times, but she stepped up to the plate and leveraged those times to reach higher heights and get closer to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. And when a person passes his tests and has Nisiyanis, and he still goes in the ways of Hashem, despite the Yisurim and the difficult time and turbulent time he go, times he goes through, then that in itself is called Toiv, because he's fulfilling his purpose in life. As we mentioned many, many times, the Mesilis Yeshayim tells us that is a purpose of life. You're here, Hashem did Chesed and created this hallway this life in this world, to be able to have tzedah so that we'll be able to get eternal life. And we need to get food for that. And that is al yadei toira and mitzvahs. And of course, the Mesilas emphasizes that by passing tests, that's when we, that's when we gain a lot of tzedah And that is what David HaMelch was to, that's what Sarah Imenu, and that's why perhaps Rashi is saying, hakol toiva, because it is a good life. When you live such a life, it's a good life because you're fulfilling your purpose of what HaKadosh Buhu created you for. Toiv is something that has kiyum, has sustenance, it has life, because that's why the Creator created that thing. As opposed to the opposite of Toiv, which is Ra. Ra comes from Lashon Ra'ua. It doesn't have foundations, it doesn't have life, it's not stable. And hence, we want to connect to Toiv. Toiv, we want to live our lives for exactly the reason Hashem created us. The Zavin Parashas Chai Sarah asks, How come Sarah Imenu was the only woman figure in the Torah that was Zeche that her years were explained at such length? And that her whole, a whole Parsha was named after her. And he says exactly this idea that because despite the fact she went to Egypt, to Mitzrayim, and it wasn't easy, easy there not to get affected by everything she went through and the difficult situations she went through. And in the merit of her passing all these tests and the fact that she didn't let the Tuma of Mitzrayim get her and despite the fact she was there, she did Mitzvah Zemaisim Toivim, which by the way, the same as Yaakov Avinu, that he said, I dig 
all the Tayyag mitzvahs, all the 630 mitzvahs, despite the fact I was, uh, uh, many of my years I was around Tuma, I was around people that weren't good and didn't get affected by them, meaning he passed his test. So it's Bishut that says as well that she reached such a level of completion, such a high level of spirituality that she was Zoyche for all her years to be written. Perhaps this is what Rashi is alluding to. And that's why also she was Zoyche, she merited for a whole Parsha to be called on her name. We can now answer our first question. Our first question was, I don't understand. Rashi is saying, based on the Midrash, that it says 20 years, that Sarah was 100 years and 20 years and 7 years old, i.e. 127. And the, the reason it's broken down years, years, years all the time, 20 years, because when she was 20, it's as if she had the beauty of a 7-year-old. What do you mean? Beauty? The peak of beauty is more like 20 years old as opposed to 7 years old. Elamai. So I heard this Bishem of Kornfeld, that he wanted to say the following. The beauty we're talking about of a seven-year-old is the beauty that she goes through life. She's always smiling. She has a chen to her because she's ignorant tamim from all the all the different worries in the world around her. And that's a, that's in a regular average family where the parents do a good job and she doesn't feel all the difficulties that are in life. But a person that has true emuna and realizes what true good is, true goodness, and what it means to be in this world, and you have 100% belief in HaKadosh Baruch Hu, that HaKol is Latoiva, everything really is for the good, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu does everything just for the better of things for us, even though we don't always understand why, but we have that emuna and Bitachon, and Yediyah even, that everything's for the best, so a person can, as he gets older, he feels the same way. That's exactly what Sarah possessed, that despite the fact she reached 20 years old, where she really could realize all the difficulties in life and maybe that would put her down, but no, she still had that inner beauty, Tami Mashem, that she was never worried, nothing stared her. And Bishut that she was able to reach the level she reached. And all we can say is Yiratzon that we'll be able to, even in these difficult times that, that we're at, we should try to leverage off the situation, in the world, realize Hashem is running the world and will daven, that everyone will see this. All the world will see Hashem is running the world and all our enemies, HaKadosh Buhu will just throw them away and Hashem's name will be evident to all and the soldiers will come home and the Shvuim, the captives will come home and we'll be to Oyved Hashem together as the Achtus is right now being shown by Jews all over the world. I want to end with a short, short story that I said a long time ago, but I think it's really fitting about this person that went through so many suvim, so many difficult times and he couldn't take it anymore. So he went to this big hub at the time, I think it was Rav Scheinberg and he's waiting outside and uh, the person in charge over there said, okay, you're next. So he sits down on the couch and he falls asleep. And as he's falling asleep, he has this following dream that suddenly they call him to Beistin, Beistin Lemala. He realizes he passes away. That's what he feels like in the dream. And they call him up. It's his turn. And they say, oh, well, all the white angels come up. All his mitzvahs that he did. All those acts of chesed. All the Torah he learned. And they come up. And they all stand on one side of the scale. And then he goes, okay, all the malachi chabala, the black angels, the ones that he created by sinning. Every sin creates a malach chabala. They come to the other side of the scale. And it starts weighing it down. It was even for a while, but suddenly more black angels came. He's like, oh no, oh no. But then someone out there, a voice screamed, but wait a second. How was his life? Everything was easy going or did he have difficult times? Did he have Isurim? And they said, yes, he had Isurim. That's actually why he was coming to complain to the Rebbe. He says, I can't take it anymore. I'm having such difficult times. All those Isurim 
I don't know what color they were. Let's say gray. They ran up and they stood together with the white angels. And it's, it was thanks to that that his din in Shamayim was decreed as positive that he can go right now to Gan Eden. As he abruptly was awoken up by the person in charge over there, he says, it's your turn to go to the Rebbe. He says, ah, I don't need to go to the Rebbe anymore. So I think this idea is very relevant in the days, in the midst of the days we're in right now, where every Yid's heart is bleeding from what happened and from the situation we are in. We have to dafka now, step up to the plate and realize that Kodesh Buhu is in control. Daven, for the Malchus of Hashem to be revealed and by that Kodesh Buhu will defeat and throw away all our enemies. They'll be able to continue the amazing achdus that can be seen right now and together be oived Hashem and leverage off of the pain and suffering we're going through to still be oived Hashem and run after mitzvahs and help each other as much as possible as, like many people are doing now and through that we will be we will merit to Vyasa Mashiach Amen This concludes another episode of the Prism of Torah Thank you for tuning in today We hope you enjoyed it and learned something valuable If you did please subscribe to the podcast and give a five-star rating. You can also find this podcast wherever you get your podcasts or our own website, prismofterror.com, where we have a full archive of all our past episodes. We would like to thank Yona Veffa for the recording equipment and Ellie Podcast Productions for handling all our post-podcast productions. Join us next week for another enlightening conversation on the Prism of Terror.